not in this kind. Amavasya. And the next day when everyone was preparing to leave, then the residents of Vrindavan, Prajabhasis, so they all ran to meet After so many years of separation, the Brajabhasis saw Krishna. The gopis could not tolerate the separation of Krishna even for a wink of an eye. And those Brajabhasis now didn't see Krishna for so many years. So they were very happy. But this Krishna was different from the Krishna that they knew in Vrindavan. That Krishna was a cowherd boy. But this Krishna is a prince. The Krishna that was so dear to them, so close to them, that Krishna is, looked very different from this Krishna. This Krishna is a prince. He is wearing royal dress. His body is decorated with ornaments. Instead of a peacock feather on his on his head, he is wearing a crown. Instead of carrying a flute, he is carrying sword and bow and arrows, weapons. So Radharani's heart was not satisfied to see this Krishna. Nahi nahi yeto Nandalala. This Krishna is not Nandalala. This Krishna is Yeto Rajkumar. This Krishna is a prince. So, the gopis and other residents of Vrindavan, the followers of Srimati Radharani, could understand Radharani's feelings. So, they decided to take Krishna to Vrindavan. Krishna also was already on a chariot. And Krishna, when he saw that the residents of Vrindavan, when he saw Srimati Radharani, he also became very, very happy. His face lit up with a smile and his arms were stretched out to embrace her. And Krishna's form changed. With Krishna's mood, Krishna's form also changes. This form of Jagannath is actually Krishna in intense happiness when he meets his devotees of Vrindavan 
to embrace them. His form becomes this form of And the residents of Vrindavan decided to take, take, take Krishna to Vrindavan and they started to pull the chariot towards Vrindavan. So that is the festival of chariot, Jagannath, Rathayatra festival. This is a very special festival because in this festival, Krishna leaves the temple and comes out on the street. And the residents of Vrindavan are carrying, drawing him, dragging his chariot along with the horses towards Vrindavan. So, from Kurukshetra, Krishna is being taken. And this Bundicha temple where Krishna goes after during the chariot festival is actually Vrindavan. Jagannath temple is Kurukshetra and from Kurukshetra Krishna is going to Vrindavan. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur gave a lecture on this occasion of Ratha Yatra in, a, in the radio during this time. There he mentioned another story. He mentioned that in Dwarka, Krishna was always absent-minded. In Dwarka, Krishna was always, during the day he looked absent-minded, as if his mind is somewhere else. And at night, in dreams, Krishna used to call out to the residents of Vrindavan, as if Krishna was transported to Vrindavan. So the queens used to wonder, what is there in Vrindavan that at night Krishna in his dream he goes to Vrindavan and during the day his mind is always there as if his body is in Dwarka but his mind is in Vrindavan all the time. So they wanted to know what is there in Vrindavan that attracts Krishna so much. Therefore, they asked Rukmini Devi one day because she was there during Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan. And they wanted to find out what is there in Vrindavan, what Krishna is to do there, and how are the residents of Vrindavan, how deep is their devotion to Krishna that Krishna's heart is always with them. So Mother Rukmini told them, okay, I'll tell you, when Krishna and Balaram only here. So one day, 
when Krishna and Balaram were not there, they, the queens who went to Rukmini Devi, 16,000 queens, went to Rukmini Devi and requested her to tell stories of So, in a audio, in a hall, they all assembled, and Subhadra was posted at the door so that no one could enter there, because Krishna's Vrindavan pastimes are great secret. Krishna's Vrindavan pastimes are not for everyone to hear. So they posted, therefore, they posted Subhata at the door. And so Rupini started to tell Krishna Vrindavan pastimes. What Krishna is to do, who are the residents of Vrindavan, how wonderfully attached to they are to Krishna. So while she was describing Krishna's Braja Lila to the queens, everyone was spellbound. And at that time, Krishna and Balaram just appeared there. Now, Subhadra, who was also listening to Krishna's Vrindavan pastimes, became so enchanted by hearing Krishna's Vrindavan pastimes that her voice got choked. She couldn't speak. She couldn't announce that Krishna and Balaram have come there. So she couldn't speak, but she obstructed Krishna and Balaram by stretching her arms. She stretched her both arms so that Krishna and Balaram cannot enter. So standing there, Krishna and Balaram also started to hear the act, their activities of Vrindavan. By hearing the, about the Brajabhasis, how dear they were to him, Krishna assumed <clears throat> this wonderful form when his face lit up with a beautiful smile. His eyes bloomed like two fully bloomed lotuses. His hands were stretched out and that is the form of Jagannath. And Seeing Krishna, Balaram also assumed the same mood and same form. His hands were stretched forward to, with the desire to embrace those residents of Vrindavan. And Subhadra. She also got induced by the same mood. <coughs> she also assumed a similar form. 
And she started to feel very guilty that she obstructed Krishna and Balaram from entering by stretching her arms. So with a feeling of guilt, her arms were withdrawn. Oh, what did I do? Why did I stop them? So Subhadra's arms went in her, inside her body. So Krishna Balaram's arms are stretched forward whereas Subhadra doesn't have the arms. So this is also another understanding of Jagannath Baladev and Subhadra, which was narrated by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And <clears throat> I heard it from Srila Prabhupada's godbrother, Srila Siddhar Maharaj, who was also a very wonderful devotee, a very intimate associate of Srila Prabhupada, and one of the leading disciples of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Another aspect of this story is mentioned in Skanda Puran how Jagannath appeared in this way. And that story uh, most of you know, but still I will briefly mention that King Indradumna, who is also from Ujjaini, King Indradumna was the king of Avanti. Avanti is the actual name This name Ujjaini became came later. The original name of that city was Avanti. Sandipani Muni's ashram was in Avanti. The king, uh, the king's daughter, the princess of Avanti, was Mitabinda. And Krishna came there to marry her also. And so Avanti is one of the oldest cities. The king of Avanti was Indradumna, who wanted to see the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But in Satya Yuga, the Lord did not have any, any deity. In Satya Yuga, one sees the Lord through the process of dhyana, meditation, in the core of the heart. And that takes a long, arduous process. So the king could not do that, follow the process of dhyana yoga. So he was very much afflicted. He was feeling very, very sad due to his longing to see the Lord. So one day in the palace, in the court of the king, one Brahmana came and announced that the Lord is present in Niladri mountain 
is situated on the bank of the saltwater ocean. And that form of the Lord is Nilamadhav. Just by saying that, that Brahmana, that wandering mendicant, disappeared. So King sent various Brahmanas to different directions to find out where is that Niladri mountain where the Lord is present. So uh, while searching uh, for Niladri, different Brahmanas went in different direction. But after some time, disappointed in their endeavor, they all came back. The only person who didn't come back was the head priest of King Indra His name was Bindavati. Traveling in this way, he became very tired. And one day he came to a village of the Sabaras. And in the Shabara village, he knocked at the door of one resident. That house was the house of the king of the Shabaras. And Vishavashu, his daughter was his daughter was there. Her name was Lalita. And so Lalita greeted him and requested him that, okay, please come and stay. So then when Vishavashu came, came back to the house, he was very happy to see a Brahmana as a guest in the house. So he invited Vidyapati to stay for some time there because he could see that he was very tired after long travel. So while Vidyapati was staying in the house, Vishavashu proposed that he get married to Lalita. So Vidyapati got married to Lalita. And he used to notice that every night Vidyapati goes somewhere, Vishavashu goes somewhere. And in the morning when he comes back, he has, they could smell beautiful fragrance coming from his body. So Vidyapati asked Lalita, where does your father go? So Lalita said that our father goes to worship Nilamadha. Upon hearing that, Vidyapati became very excited. Oh, Nilamadha. He didn't tell anything to Lalita, but at heart he was feeling that now the purpose of my journey has been found So he requested Lalita to show where Nilamadha is, to request her father to take him there to the, the, for the darshan of Nilamadha. But Lalita said that, Mother, my father is very secretive about Nilamadha. He doesn't want anybody to know that he 
So, but Bishop of Kirtan insisting, please request after all, I am your husband, his son-in-law. So Lalita requested his father and Bishop finally agreed to take the Dapati. But to keep the Dapati's, keep uh, Nilamathav's identity secret, he made it a point that Vidapati will have to go blindfold. Vidapati agreed. But he asked Lalita to give him some mustard seeds. So he tied the mustard seed at the end of his cloth, dhoti, chadar. And while he was going, blindfolded towards Nilamadhar's residence in Niladri mountain, he started to drop those seeds on the way. And when he was there, in front of Nilamadha, he saw that one there was a pond and a crow fell on the died and fell on the pond. But immediately he this crow assumed his forearm form and went back to Vaikuntha. So seeing that Vidapati saw this place is so holy that even if one leaves his body, he assumes his Vaikuntha form and attains liberation. So he also wanted to give up his body, drowning himself in that pond. But then he heard a voice saying, Vidapati, your friend, King Indra is waiting for the news of Nilamana. So for his sake, you go back, give him the news. Now, when Vishavashu came back and he was worshipping uh, Nilamadhav, doing his seva to Nilamadhav, he heard Nilamadhav telling him, my dear Vishavashu, for a long time you have worshipped me. So now is the time that I decided to take the service of King Indra Dumna in Avanti. So hearing that, Vishavashu became so upset that he decided to even kill Vidyapati, thinking that it was Vidyapati's conspiracy with Nilamadha that Nilamadha now decided to go to stop taking his worship and go to take the service of King Indra So he, because he was his son-in-law, so he didn't kill him, but he tied him up in the forest so that wild animals would So when he went back alone, then Lalita started to ask, Father, what happened to my husband? 
So Bishop Vishu told what happened. So Lalita came to the forest searching for her husband. She found him and released him. So Vidyapati then went back to Avanti and told King Indra that he found the deities of Nilamana on the Niladri mountain. So the king came there and by the time the master thieves that Vidyapati had been scatter, had scattered on his way to Nilamadhav's darshan. Those mustard seeds now became plants. And seeing those uh, grown-up plants of mustards that Nilamadhav could be, they could go to the place where the Nilamadhav was. But when they went there, they found that Nilamadhav was not there. So the king thought that it must have been <coughs> the Savara king who is hiding Nilamadha. So he sieged the city, so he sieged the village of the Savaras, tortured them to find out where is Nilamadha. But Vishwasha didn't say anything. He couldn't say anything because he himself also didn't where Nilamadra went, because Nilamadra disappeared. Then one day, Nilamadra appeared to, the Lord appeared to him in a dream, appeared to the king in a dream and told him that don't unnecessarily torture these Savaras, because I myself have disappeared. And you won't get my darshan in that form. <coughs> but I'll come in the form of a transcendental log and even carve my murti, carve my deities out of that form, out of that log. So King immediately went to the ocean and found that yes, one log came floating. So he tried to pull the log out of the water, but he could not. He got others to help, still they could not. The king engaged his entire army with elephants and horses to pull the log, still they could not take the log out of the water. So then, when king was so disappointed, he had another dream that if Vishavashu and Vidyapati hold two ends of the log, then they'll be able to take them, take it out of the water. So accordingly, king requested Vidyapati and Vishavashu. And the log that even the entire army of the king could not lift, two of them very easily lifted the log out. King was happy, now the log has been brought out of the water, now we have to carve the deities. So they, the king tried to get the best of the carvers, wood carvers, to carve the deity. But while he was, while he got all these carvers, like they tried, 
But as soon as they would touch their instruments, the chisel and hammer with the log, immediately it would break. No, none of those sculptors could even make a scratch on that log. King again is disappointed. Then one day, one very old person came and declared himself to be a carver and said that he can carve the deity out of that log on one condition that no one would come and see him in his work. He'll be carving, he'll be working in a closed room and no one should come there. If they come, then he will disappear. He will stop his work. So the king agreed, but the king was doubtful that all these other carvers, expert carvers, could not even make a scratch on the wood. But this very old man who can hardly even stand is going to carve the deity out of that wood. But still, agreed. And this person, Ananta Maharana, started to carve the deities. And from outside the king could hear the sound of carving. But then they, one day after some time, after about seven days, the carving stopped, the sound stopped. So the king became very worried, thinking what may have happened as it is, that carver was very old, and now the sound of carving stopped. So in excitement, the king opened the door. And when he went inside, he saw three incomplete forms are there. As if the work <coughs> has stopped in the middle of the way. And then Karvar Ananta Maharana is not there. So the king became extremely heartbroken that because his mistake, the deity of the Lord will not become manifest. So the king decided to give up his body fasting in prior probation. So the king did not eat anything for three days. And then after that, he had a dream. And in his dream, he heard the Lord telling him that, look, don't think that this form is incomplete. I am eternally present in Vaikuntha in this form. So uh, you arrange to worship me. This is my eternal So then the king arranged for these three forms to be properly painted and installed in the temple. And this is how Lord Jagannath, Baladev and Subhadra appeared. This narration is from Skanda Purana. So actually here for about Lord Jagannath, we get three different 
sources of information. This appearance of Lord Jagannath, uh, as I just narrated, is from Skanda Puran. Jagannath's uh, Krishna meeting the residents of Vrindavan in Kurukshetra, that is from Chaitanya Charitamrita, and how this form also is present in Vaikuntha in Dwarka, in, in, in Purushottam Kshetra, Jagannath Puri, or in Vaikuntha. That is from Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's description. So, everyone, take the mercy received, try to take full mercy of Lord Jagannath. Subhadra. And in this way, you just appear, you just man, take full advantage of this chariot festival. In this form, the Lord is very merciful. Through this chariot festival, the Lord is very merciful. He comes out of the temple to give darshan to people, those who have not even come to the temple. So that by seeing him, they get spiritual benefit and can make the human form successful. Jai Shishi Jagannath Baladev Subhadra Maharani Ki Jai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Hare Krishna. So there are a few questions. Let me see. One question is from Jagat Jivan. Can you please share some glories of Queen Gundicha? Uh, queen Gundicha is King Indradumna's queen. And it was in her palace that the deities were taken, the wood was taken and carved there. And so that is <laughs> as much I know about Queen Gundicha's uh, glories. Obviously, she is a great devotee of Krishna, Lord Jagannath. That Jagannath appeared in this planet because of her husband, King Indradumna, and it was, and he manifested himself in her. So that is the Gundicha temple, which is actually uh, Vrindavan. Rishavananda Das, Krishna transported the residents of Mathura to Dwarka overnight. Why didn't Krishna transport the gopis from Vrindavan? Mm. You see, Krishna's pastimes has two aspects. One is the pastimes in Madhur Ras and the other is the pastimes in opulence. One pastimes, the pastimes of pure love and other is the pastimes of grand grandeur and opulence. So Krishna's 
Dwarka pastimes as a prince is of, of opulence. And this opulent pastimes is based on awe and reverence. Whereas Vrindavan pastimes are based in pure love. So Krishna transported them from Mathura to Dwarka where the opulence became even more grand, greatly manifest. That is the purpose of transporting a Mathura. Mathura, opulence of Mathura is also mixed with love, but opulence of Dwarka is of pure love. Whereas residence of Vrindavan, that is the highest form of devotion loving devotion and there is no other place which is higher than Vrindavan. Therefore there was no need for Krishna to transport the residents of Vrindavan to Dwarka or some other place because their mood, their mellow is different and the point is Krishna never leaves Vrindavan. Krishna is always there in Vrindavan. So Although the gopis had a feeling that Krishna was not there, but Krishna was always there. When they would meet Krishna, they would feel as if they were dreaming. So this is the feeling they have in Vrindavan. Ashutosh Das, please clarify, Lord Jagannath is worshipped in Vaikuntha, but many of his pastimes are enacted in Vrindavan. No, Jagannath's pastimes uh, of, yes, Jagannath is in the middle of Dwarka and Vrindavan. Kurukshetra is between Dwarka and Vrindavan. So, Jagannath, when he goes to Vrindavan, he, when he is with the gopis, that form is Krishna himself. Therefore, uh, Jagannath, this Jagannath form is not worshipped in Vrindavan and even Jagannath chariot festival is not enacted in Vrindavan because uh, Krishna has already come to Vrindavan. Krishna is already there in Vrindavan. Therefore, there is no need to uh, bring him to Vrindavan. Prem Prakash, many of the pastimes that we hear appear to be very um, mystical. We tend to become confused how to develop or maintain faith in such situations. Many of the pastimes that we hear appear mystical. Yes, it is mystical because these are beyond this material nature. These pastimes of Krishna are not enacted by the laws of material nature. They are arrangements of Yogamaya. Therefore, they may appear to be mystical or unusual. But we have to understand that Krishna's pastimes are not 
dependent upon material laws. In material nature, a child cannot lift a mountain. What to speak of a child? No body can lift a mountain and hold it for seven days. Materially, it's impossible. But Krishna's activities are not dependent upon the laws of material nature. Therefore, they appear to be mystical or unusual. It's meaning supernatural. They're not mystical. Krishna's activities and Krishna's pastimes are actually supernatural, not natural. They are beyond the laws of material nature. Any more questions? Yes, one second. Premavatar Das, please explain difference between attachment and affection. I have a notion that preaching Krishna consciousness is risky comparatively. How do I preach and practice and preach without falling prey to attachment? Hmm. Falling prey to attachment? Attachment to what? Attachment to Krishna or attachment to Maya? Which attachment you are talking about? Why should you be afraid Hmm. and falling prey to attachment? Material attachments. Why should you be all prey to material attachments while you are preaching Krishna's glory? If you are truly, if you are sincerely spreading Krishna's glory or broadcasting Krishna's glory, then you should become detached from material attachments. Getting attached to people they are preaching. Getting attached to the people they are preaching. Okay, so the question uh, is Dandavat Pranam Guru Maharaj, can you please explain what is the difference between attachment and affection? Guru Maharaj, I have a notion that preaching Krishna consciousness or being leader is risky comparatively. Guru Maharaj, how can I practice and preach Krishna consciousness without falling prey to attachment? What is the limit to which we can extend ourselves and check whether we are losing our path, being too concerned about others? Please guide. Premavatar Das. So, <clears throat> yes, that, that concern is very good that while preaching we may become also materially attached to the people that we are preaching. And that is the challenge that we always have. We are in the material nature, and, but our goal is to get out of this material nature. And the way to get out of the material nature is by becoming attached to Krishna. 
by becoming attracted by Krishna. So we should not consider uh, that uh, that our while preaching we should we can become attached. If it is, uh, then we are actually missing the point. While we're preaching, we are telling people to become free from material attachments. So while you actually the purpose of preaching is to free them from material attachments and develop spiritual attachment. So while preaching to them, if we become attached, so that is not good, that is unfortunate. While we are trying to treat others, if we become sick, a doctor is treating a patient, but if he himself become affected by that uh, sickness, is that uh, appropriate? No. So while preaching, remain attached to Krishna and don't become distracted by material attachments. And you asked what's the difference between attachment and affection. Affection means uh, loving feelings, the feeling of love. And that affection leads to attachment. So as a preacher, what we should have is not either affection or attachment, but compassion. It is the compassion that is the foundation of uh, propagating Krishna consciousness. We are doing it to benefit them because they're suffering. Like a doctor goes to a patient, his concern is to cure the patient. And why does he want to cure the patient? Because of his compassion for the patient. So preacher should have compassion, not affection or fall in love with the patient. Because Falling in love with the material object is the disease. To fall in love with anything material is the disease. Because the real love should be offered to Krishna. Real love is when that love is offered to Krishna. So we should be concerned that we develop our love for Krishna, not for anything in this material. So while preaching, if we become attached, then we have to see that that is Maya. Hare Krishna. Any other? Okay, I think huh, that's all the questions we had. And uh, you all have a very nice Ratha festival. Thank you. Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bhav. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shri Sri Jagannath Baladev Subhadra Maharani Ki Jai Gaur Priyanande Hari Hari Bo. Well, uh, 400 devotees are watching here. Yeah. Okay. How many devotees? The 400 in the internet are here? Yes. Yeah. In the temple, there are 400 devotees. Temple. Okay. Okay, I'm very happy to uh, see all of you.
Thank you very much. Gold Premanande Hari Hari. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for the. Uh, uh, no, in the beginning. You have done a good, very good job. <laughs> Okay, so now you come, right? Yeah, 7.30.